And we are back on Buff Hub, a Buffalo Wings podcast. Guys, thank you so much for joining me again on this weekend. Hope uh, your week has been going great. If I'm joining you on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, whatever you're doing, thank you for your time. Uh, hope family's safe. Hope everything's going great for you. Um, guys, I have been scratching my head over the last couple of weeks for this topic of are the Bills the most complete team in the NFL? I mean, this is something that is becoming more and more of a heavier and heavier storyline, mainly because people are pretending that Tredavious White's coming back like week two or week three. Look, we all know Tredavious White's, you know, he's working his tail off to get back on, uh, you know, on the roster and, you know, make an impact on game day. But guys, if if we're going to be honest here, there's, there's a lot of question marks. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of just blatant facts that you can't deny about the Buffalo Bills, and, and, and I think that's why this is such an interesting conversation to have. A uh, couple of things I want to talk about today, obviously we're going to surround it around, you know, what's going to make the Bills the most complete team in the NFL. We may even make this a two-part series right here because... Guys, this is such a heavy conversation to have on so many levels because the Bills lost, but then they gained. And who they gained, we have yet to see any evidence at all on how they're actually going to gel together, right? So so this is something we're going to have to talk about. We're going to have to dissect. If it takes this podcast, great. If it takes another podcast, even better. Um, because, you know, going into training camp, obviously all eyes are on these rookies, all eyes are on Von Miller to see how he's going to help this defensive line take it to the next level. But, you know, a couple of things here I want to talk about, you know, to, to, to break this all down. I want to start off with the cornerback room, and then we'll go into the wide receivers and uh, basically trying to round out, uh, you know, what the formula is as far as building this team. So, yes, we're going to talk about Devontae Adams. You'll see why in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in some moments here. But first off... Joe Hayden is becoming a he's becoming a topic of interest right now and I think it's a very healthy conversation to have. Let's be completely frank here. We're probably not going to see a Jordan Poyer extension this season. I hope after this podcast is done, 5 minutes after I'm done recording it, Boom, news hits, and we have a fat contract for him. It would be hilarious. Um, But as far as I can see, the Bills are not going to match up incredibly well from the cornerback to wide receiver position in week one against the Los Angeles Rams. I think when you look at a guy like Joe Hayden helping to fill that void, getting in there now before (laughs) uh, game day sneaks up behind us and we're relying on Kyrie Elam and, and Dane Jackson to cover Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, and all those boys, Tyler Higby. They got some weapons. They got a kid. Also that, uh, you know, Tutu, I believe, is Tutu Atwell that was injured the entire season last year, and he's an, he's an incredibly fast. I was looking up some tape on him, and it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, decide to utilize him uh, going into week one. You know, I, I just I can't help but get week one out of my head because it's such a momentum uh, builder for what could be a very long season 
and a game that if they win, and maybe they win convincingly, it's going to really help them carry themselves whenever they may struggle throughout the season, right? You want to have that win. I don't. I hope we don't have the start of the season the way we did last year against Big Ben, and it was such a massive letdown after so much buildup into a game where you just felt the Buffalo Bills were going to match up great, um, and, and they just... They just stunk it up. It was horrible. And Joe Hayden, for me, uh, I think would really help this topic of interest of are the Bills the most complete team in the NFL? You bring him in, absolutely they are. You still have Jordan Poirier locked up uh, for a year. Everyone else is in there. Uh, I I don't see another position group depleted. I, I just feel that this makes sense. And I understand we want an extension and maybe this could put a wedge into that conversation, but guys, let's be real here. It is not going to be an easy season. We don't know when <laughs> Travis White's coming back. Um, and look, I mean, we don't even know how he's going to be when he gets back from injury. Let's buy him as much time as possible. Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, it's not going to be easy starting off with the Rams and then going to home uh, you know, shortly after to, to face the Tennessee Titans, like it's going to be a very strong uh, schedule to begin the season. And we go straight after, you know, Tennessee straight to Miami. After Miami, we go to Baltimore. After Baltimore, Steelers come to Buffalo. And then <laughs> week six, the Bills go to Kansas City. This is not something to trifle with here. And then week seven, there's a bye week. But then right after that, Let's say, hypothetically, Travis White comes back in week eight. Well, he's coming back against Aaron Rodgers at Buffalo. I don't care what you say about what his weapons are. It's Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't like what I am starting to foresee uh, coming into this season and, and, and having this conversation of the Bills being the most complete team and most strongest roster in the entire NFL. It's going to be very difficult to challenge that conversation, when you look at a team like the Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert takes another step this year. I think he will. I think he did in the last game of the season. They just got nixed out of the playoffs with that, you know, field goal that uh, I think was, we can have a whole nother conversation of how that ended up. But I, I think there's a lot of teams here that I, I just have a feeling that once they start to fill up their voids, they're going to be better than Buffalo. If Indominican Sue goes to the Los Angeles Rams. That's another conversation to get into, right? It it doesn't end. And, and I think where the Bills stand right now, okay, great. They may very well be going into preseason the most complete team. It doesn't mean jack squat. Like, I think we need to really figure this out. Um, and hopefully soon. If we don't sign Joe Hayden, maybe he wants too much, too much money, or maybe Kyer Elam is showing signs of extreme improvement to fill that void at least until Tredavious White can come back. I just feel like it's dicey, um, and that's kind of where I stand with that particular point. Now, I want to get into this because here, I do believe underneath all of this, though, the Buffalo Bills have had a lot of success drafting um, players that are starting to finally shine. Now, I want to go back to 2014. We go back all the way to 2014. You think about that draft, right? You look at Devontae Adams. 
And Devontae Adams had a lot to say that I found was I found very interesting on different levels, but talking about how he saw all of these guys fly out of the first round before him, and he goes in the second round. And it, it's just very interesting to me because I equate his situation very similarly to James Cook. James Cook comes from an amazing program, right? Um, I don't I don't think Fresno was necessarily the amazing program, but you look at, you know, you had Derek Carr. He had a great college career. Um, he goes 53rd in the second round. And what's interesting here is James Cook goes 63rd in the second round in this year's draft. And look at who was picked up before Devontae Adams. I, I can I can just name a few here. I don't want to go crazy here, but just two receivers to start off here. Sammy Watkins and Odell Beckham Jr. We all know where they're at right now. Sammy Watkins was injury-ridden, so was Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham became a Super Bowl champion, so did Sammy Watkins. With all that being said, they are definitely not, at least within the last three, four years, a top five receiver. And that is something that you have to admit is quite interesting based off of you know, how they were rated before they were drafted on how strong of an impact they were going to have on their quarterbacks. And you look at Sammy Watkins getting E.J. Manuel, Odell Beckham getting Eli Manning, Devontae Adams getting Aaron Rodgers. Some would argue, well, if you put Sammy Watkins in his first year with Aaron Rodgers, he probably has just as much success as Devontae Adams, Odell Beckham the same. Well, the way the cookie crumbles is Devontae Adams is the number one receiver in the NFL today. Something about his game, you know, it just goes to show you longevity and, and, and durability is very rare to find in wide receivers. Also, what's very rare to find is basically a, a, the specimen that is Devontae Adams, just the way he plays, the way he impacts the game. And you would think this is a guy that probably should have gone in the first round, but because he didn't come out of the greatest college uh, program, he goes in the second round and he gets overlooked. What's interesting here is it was almost quite the opposite here with the running back room, uh, with the running back group in this draft. It, with James Cook here, I mean, Brees Hall, we all thought he was Buffalo bound, if not Kenneth Walker the third. And it was basically what a lot of people believed, you know, just a big fat curveball there. And James Cook has the potential here to have that, I guess you could call undercover success. Nobody really knew about Devontae Adams until his contract was getting closer to ending. And he started to go toe to toe against Tom Brady and Mike Evans. And you got Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Let's see who's better. And within the last couple of years, you know, that has been the uh, storyline, if you will. And I'm wondering what's going to happen with James Cook. Why am I bringing this up? I'm bringing this up because there have been parallels with teams. It's not like you're seeing success happen within the last within 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 2 years of them drafting 
these 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 players that go in the second round or they go later than other uh you know prospects that you would expect they would go before and i am believing that Brandon Bean and the scouting team really think that James Cook is going to be a three-year project that's going to work that's the difference here and that's where i feel the buffalo bills potentially can be the most complete team in the NFL because I don't think they look at players that have that absolute immediate impact because they obviously are drafting later. But I am starting to believe that they think whoever they're drafting has a three-year window of improvement and opportunity. And you look at what happened with Ed Oliver. We're going to see what happens with Gregory Rousseau. Will he have an accelerated growth um, Josh Allen is another example. It's like they've had player after player after player that they slowly but surely just start to really peak in that third year. Devontae Adams, you know, he came in the league a long time ago and you're seeing the peak of what his career looks like right now. Does he take a step back in, in Las Vegas? I don't think he does. I think there's going to be chemistry there. They worked out in the offseason all the time. Uh, you know, him and Derek Carr. I think... That's one of the things I like about what Buffalo is doing here. The way they're drafting, it may not please every fan, right? But at least they're not being hasty the way they were in the past, going up and trying to get a Sammy Watkins, and then it just blows up in your face. Um, you could have waited, probably picked up Odell. <laughs> we all know about that, how that ended up. But you, you, it's just one of those things. I like the way they value their position groups is where I'm getting at. I really like the way they're drafting and the way things are starting to gel in that aspect. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is the last point here. Having a quarterback makes it easier to draft. It's like when you're cooking, you know, Thanksgiving dinner. When you cook the turkey right, whether if you fry it or you throw it in the oven, you take your time and it comes out exactly the way you want, <laughs> you could throw frozen stuffing next to it and people will think it was homemade. You know what I'm saying? You could throw, you know, grandma's potato salad that has some ingredients that you're not too fond of, but you know what? you still enjoy it because you're mixing it together with that turkey. Unfortunately, we live, <laughs> with all that being said, we live in a culture and time where we believe every single piece of the meal has to be absolutely incredibly homemade. Here's, here's a fact though. Homemade food is not easy to make and it's not easy to make great it takes time. It takes the right ingredients. And here's what's crazy. Even if you do that and you build the perfect meal, everything, you're not going to please everyone. Someone's going to be mad you made all this turkey with no ham. It's barbaric. I know there's some people, I, I, look, I'm going to be honest. I am one of those people that I will literally eat all the ham and eat zero turkey on Thanksgiving right? We all have our taste. We all have our way of what we thinks, what we think things should be. Why not just look at the way things are starting to form and just 
accept it for the way it is, right? And think that this might just work. Look, and, and again, this goes back to my Joe Hayden point. Well, then, Steve, you're kind of contradicting yourself. I, but this is a good point, right? Because I have my view on how I think it should be. But I have to also, underneath all of that, believe and accept the fact that, you know what? Maybe the homemade cooking of who Kyer Elam is going to become is literally just going to work, and it's going to work really well. Stephon Gilmore, for example, leaves Buffalo. Tredavious White, drafted out of LSU, starts. Rookie. Pops off the tape and takes over the entire cornerback room. Immediately. So, yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot to say about that situation. There's a lot to say about this situation on how it can be perceived. But um, thank you for following me down that rabbit hole. We're finally out of there. <laughs> but, you know, ba- basically, um, where I stand, right? This is my, my, going into my final point here. Five of those teams did not have a solid quarterback in 2014 when Devontae Adams was drafted. So you look at a kid like Khalil Shakir. You look at how they're formulating this wide receiver room. They're taking their time. They're picking when they want because everything else is able to, is able to sustain a Super Bowl contending team. Von Miller said it himself. I am joining this team to win a Super Bowl, but they very well can win one without me. This roster is so good. Fact is this, right? For the first time in the Josh Allen era, the Buffalo Bills are going to experience playoffs, right? Without Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. It, if, if there ever was a year that the Bills can almost kind of steal a Super Bowl, it's this year. And, you know, going into training camp, I hope that, you know, these guys really still show that hunger and really still show that fire. I, I And, you know, we talk about, you know, what happened in Kansas City last year. I totally get, you know, Josh Allen's going to have that fire underneath him. But I hope that everyone else does. And, and, and I think that is where this all crumbles down to. Josh Allen can lead the charge. But everyone truly, I hope so, needs to be on the same page with that hunger. And I hope it doesn't take week five. I hope it doesn't take week eight. I hope it doesn't take another offensive line shuffle. I certainly hope it doesn't take an injury to a key player on the team, on the offense or on the defense. I truly hope they come out of the gate and they keep that hunger the entire season. The hungriest team in the AFC last year was the one that ended up in the Super Bowl representing the AFC, which was the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow, a first-round pick, number one pick, injures his ACL, comes back, hungry as ever, like Tom Brady 
after he tore his ACL and lights up the AFC. That's what an injury did to that team. They looked at themselves. They said, everyone is counting us out. We're basically 20 to 25th on the list to win a Super Bowl this year. Maybe le- maybe lower than that. As much as I want to walk up in that building and say Super Bowl caliber, Super Bowl caliber. No, 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 no. We still aren't AFC championship caliber because we haven't won it yet. I want to buy into the Super Bowl hype. I I truly do. But last year didn't prove to me that the Buffalo Bills should have won the Super Bowl. What last year proved to me is they got lackadaisy when it mattered the most. And and I hope, because it's it, Jordan Poirier has the fire. Josh Allen has the fire. Stephon Diggs has the fire. We need everybody to have that fire. That is the only way this team is the complete NFL team. There are teams that are way hungrier than Buffalo right now. Imagine how incredibly tenacious Miami is going to be, especially early in the season, right? When you have Tyreek Hill, Tua Tagovailoa, who is, I'm I'm probably sure we're going to see a very tenacious and angry Tua. Whether that turns into good Tua or bad Tua, I'm pretty sure that's what everyone's going to see in the NFL this year. And there are going to be times where Tyree Kill and Tua are going to absolutely torch teams. So let's just get that straight. That's one team. And, and there are plenty of other teams that are looking at Buffalo and saying, oh, they're the favorite? They can't even beat Kansas City when it matters the most. They can't win when there's 13 seconds left. They have to rely on Josh Allen to basically carry the entire team. Oh, we, we stop Josh Allen, we stop everything. We stop him from running around making plays, we stop everything. There are teams out there that are looking at Buffalo like they haven't proven themselves yet. And if Cincinnati can make it into the Super Bowl, we can too. (laughs) So, we'll see. I'm excited. Training camp's getting going. Those are a few uh, points I wanted to get into. But guys, thank you again for joining me on Buff Up, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Steve Vega. To all the first responders and uh, military out there, I salute you. I'm one of you. Thank you so much for everything you do for our countries and our communities. Guys, have a great rest of your weekend. And go Bills.